Hello and welcome to Kim Talk by Geek Devotions. This particular episode is going to be a bit of wibbly wobbly as they find themselves in a bit of a jam. In an attempt to bring better content to you devoted geeks they obtained an infinite improbability drive. The principle of generating small amounts of finite improbability by simply hooking the logic circuits of a Bambuini 57 submeson brain to an atomic vector plot as suspended in a strong Brownian motion producer, say a nice hot cup of tea, were of course well understood. However, its use for podcasting were strongly warned against as it would potentially cause madness and a potential addiction to coffee. Though, our heroes aboard the ship with no name and a surprisingly silent android named Glix have tossed the warning to the side to bring you, dear listeners, quality and random content on a semi-regularly irregular basis. Why use an infinite improbability drive? Is it because the only known and more reliable flux capacitor is taken by Retro Rewind Podcast? Probably not. Either way we join our very improbable flight crew in a rather awkward situation as their device is currently on the fritz and so some discomfort may occur during this episode. Should the room begin to spin try to remember that it has nothing to do with this podcast but rather you're either sitting in an office chair on rollers or you're suddenly super aware of the rotation of the earth. Enjoy. Captain, we have a proximity alert. With the planet's geekery, we are approaching collision. Quix, get somebody on the comms. Enter in the security code. Two, five, seven. Security code accepted. Hello, Dover Geeks, and welcome to episode 42 of Com Talk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, the YouTube show from a couple of devoted geeks who are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. I am Dallas, with me is... Celeste! Excuse me. Please do not forget about me. Oh, yes, this is Glix, our semi-sentient pan-dimensional android. As you listen to this podcast, please interact with us. Send us your thoughts on what we are saying via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us by simply looking up Geek Devotions. Do us a favor and leave a review on Apple Podcast comments. Please interact with us. All right, so today's episode is going to be a little different in that um, our infinite improbability drive is a bit on the fritz. And uh, it's acting up randomly. We have our Android, uh, Glix, on it, trying to fix it for us. Glix, how's it going back there? I am a pan-dimensional being, not a miracle worker. I'm fixing it as fast as I can. I suggest we proceed with caution as this may go off randomly throughout this episode. Well, okay then. Alrighty then. <laughs> so. <clears throat> this should be interesting. Right. So, what are we talking about today? Today... Being our 42nd episode, episode 42, and 42 being the answer to everything. To everything. Everything. As, as stated in our good, friendly guide to the galaxy, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, because uh, that's... it's Because 42. <laughs> We still don't know the question. I don't think we've ever figured out the question. I don't think so either. But that is what we're talking about because of the answer. Right. Une illusion commence comme toute autre idée, comme un œuf. Identique à l'extérieur, parfaitement formé, de la coquille, vous ne sauriez jamais que quelque chose n'allait pas. 
C'est ce qui est à l'intérieur qui compte. Glix, what just happened? At an improbability of 400,362 to 1, a random slur of psychological babel just flew out of the time warp. If they had jumped to the left rather than the right, it would have been in English rather than French. Oh. Well. Well, okay then. <laughs> guess we'll jump left next time? How very improbable. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> All right, so, uh, like I said, we're talking about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So, first question is, I guess, that should be asked is, what is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? If you're unfamiliar with it, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is a, um, well, it's a, it's a radio drama, it's a book, it's a TV series, a video game, and a movie. There's a video game? There's a video game. I just discovered this this morning as we're preparing for this podcast. And um, it's a text-based video game. It looks, uh, it's from the 80s. It well, looks interesting. Yeah. But again, it's a text-based video game. So I'm intrigued now. Yeah, we'll, we'll find it. We'll check it out. There, I think there's a free legal version out there somewhere for you to play. Maybe we could play that for the 48-hour drive for victims and villains. <laughs> Maybe. We'll we, find out. We're looking for games for that if y'all have suggestions. <laughs> so, but Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is an interesting um, story basis. Um, yeah. Did some reading up on it in... Um, Douglas Adams is the guy who created it and started off, it was supposed to be a series of radio dramas. It was a six-part radio drama series that followed um, a singular character and the world ends at the end of every episode just differently, depending on what took place during the day. Oh my gosh. And as he wrote the story, he was like, you know, we need something, we need somebody to help us along the storyline. And so he carried the concept of, a, of an alien and an alien who is writing a book and so, through a series of revisions, we get a very different but very similar story in that uh, you have a character named Arthur Dent who discovers his house is being destroyed by the government for to make way for a bypass. Because you must make a bypass. That's what you do. Yes. And <laughs> and um, his best friend, for Defect... Uh, prefect. Prefect. No, is it Prefect? Yeah, yeah. Prefect. Ford, Ford prefect. prefect. Because that's a car. Yeah, right. <laughs> but Ford Prefect... Um, is an alien <laughs> and the world's about to end and, and they're destroying his planet by a group called the Volgans, Volgans, Volgans to make room for an intergalactic bypass. bypass. <laughs> because that's what you do. You make bypasses. Can I just say, I love Mo Steph as Ford prefect in the movie edition. Right. Like he did such a good job. <laughs> I loved him. Uh, I had the opportunity to watch the TV version and I found myself missing Mo Steph. I know. We were, we were listening to the radio version this morning as we were getting ready for all of this. Mm-hmm. And I found myself missing Mostef and Alan Rickman. Right. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> that's not the... That's not Marvin. <laughs> the emotions just got real here. <laughs> of course they got real. So, but anyways, the interesting thing about this whole deal with Mostef, or, or rather with this version that we knew about the movie, is every version... The, the radio show, the TV series, the video game, and the books, and the movie, they're all a bit different. Yeah. Things are kind of out of, are in different directions and different places, and um, but they all tell generally the exact same story, just kind of with their own different flares. And I believe Douglas Adams was involved in every single project also. Which is quite nice, because you don't often find that. Right. So, like... For example, some of the major differences um, in the movie 
Um, you have Arthur Dent, and they go through a series of crazy adventures before they end up on Magatheria, and they get to the whole issue with, you know, what's the answer? The Volgons show up, and um, they defeat the Volgons quite hilariously with the point-of-view gun. <laughs> and and then they um, they're like, oh well, let's uh, let's go. There's a great restaurant in the, the universe, and they go off to do that. However, in the radio drama, by episode two, I think they're landing on Magathria. Like everything else that happened, like going to the planet with the weird um, like sneezing religion, and all that stuff did not happen. And, <laughs> Like, you get introduced to those characters and some of those things later, but that stuff didn't happen yeah. until, yeah. So it's interesting how things are out of order, uh, but they're telling the same story. Right. Well, some of it, I think, may have been Douglas Adams trolling, like, purposefully doing things different to annoy the fans. <laughs> I could be wrong. Right. But it seems like something he would do. Um, but it also could be that it just, they needed something shorter and more cohesive mm-hmm. for the movie. So they had to put things in a different order. Right. That's a possibility. It's quite interesting to say the least. Um, now, interesting thing about Douglas Adams. And um, one of the things that some people have issues with is he is a very, very staunch, from our understanding, at least from what you were telling me, Celeste, uh, atheist. Which you can definitely see within this particular series. That it it does come from an atheistic point of view. Um but it's, it's interesting how they do it. Like, you don't see it in the movie, but, and I'm not sure if it's in the book, but I do remember it clearly in the TV series and in the radio drama, which, side note, thank you, Ben Avery from uh, Strangers and Aliens for um, letting me know about the radio drama. I knew it was a thing. I didn't know we could, we had access to it. So, well, I found it on YouTube, so I'm not sure how legal it is. But, <laughs> well, <laughs> but you know, it's YouTube. Right. But um, Douglas Adams, uh, he is an atheist, but there's something interesting that took place. Uh, yes, there is some mockery of religion and faith. Mm-hmm. However, there was an interesting line in the TV series and in the radio drama where they're talking about um, basically the problem with the world, with Earth itself, with humanity and the fighting and the war and, and how we just don't seem to get it. And he goes, in fact, it goes, in fact, we had, how to go again? In fact, there was even a man who was nailed to a tree simply for saying, come on, let's get along, folks. Let's oh, be nice wow. to each other. And which obviously is a reference to Christ himself and Christ's solution of peace and, and whatnot. Again, he's he's pointing out this Christ simply just being a man. Right. Where at, instead of our point of view where he is the actual savior and Christ bringing a, a correct point of view. But so what I see there happening personally reading and stuff is while he has... He seems to have more of an issue with organized religion rather than the concept of Jesus himself. The teachings of Jesus and and our beliefs, I think he generally has respect for, and he believes them to be okay from that one line. But the concept of organized religion, which is what I see him making small jokes, it's Mm -hmm. not the entire thing. Let's say that. It's not. It's not like the entire thing is a dissertation on why religion is evil. Because if it was, we wouldn't watch it. Right. But. It, he seems to have issues with organized religion as a, as a whole, which I can understand. Yeah. Organized religion has been a, unfortunately, been used as a tool of the enemy over the years to really pull people away from Christ right. and from his and from the teachings that God really has for for humanity. I mean, you have ridiculous and heartbreaking things such as the Crusades oh that gosh. took place in the name of the Church. Even Hitler used 
uh, Christ in his um, pursuit and passion for the Holocaust. Yeah. And then you have some, and he was using even writers, um, unfortunately, um, uh, later writings of people like Martin Luther and whatnot who wrote horrific things about the Jews. Yeah. And, um, and honestly, in my personal opinion, I'm wondering if, those, since those were the later later writings, if maybe he was maybe starting to go a little senile. Quite possibly, because, so. I mean, it's not like they knew during that time about dementia, about mm-hmm. Alzheimer's. They didn't know things. It's just when people got old, they got crazy. Right. So Exactly. So, But Hitler used some of this stuff yeah. in his propaganda against the Jewish nation and the Jewish people. So, um, again, religion, organized religion has been used in tragic ways. And so I can kind of see why Douglas Adams would maybe have an issue with that. Um, but... There's other reasons to what, because there there is this debate within Christianity, within people of faith, of, well, you shouldn't be partaking in secularism and, and taking in things that are secular. Right. Um, to which I say, stop buying clothes from Walmart. Truth. <laughs> True. Which is feasible, but a pain. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I, I could make our clothes... But they would not be as stylish, and I'm not that good. Right. So. <laughs> like, I'm not that good of a seamstress. So, but um, it's one of those things, secular uh, stuff, There's it's just out there in the world, and it is the predominant thing. It's far more entertaining than, sadly, most Christian stuff. We had an interesting conversation with Andrew of XB Comics, actually, mm-hmm. um, about the issue with Christian media itself. Not all Christian media, but some Christian media is, is more of a, it's always the same PSA. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and, and I agree with them, sometimes we, we make our protagonist more like Jesus than Jesus himself. Yeah. And so, um, but there is an advantage to us, to to a Christian listening and, and reading through secular entertainment such as this. And again, we're not saying that you need to be listening to secular stuff all the time. You don't need to be taking in junk all the time. That is mm-hmm. inappropriate. There is a balance to it. But there is an advantage in that it gives you an interesting look at the secular mindset. It does. And if you understand the secular mindset, you understand the mindset of people who are not Christians, who do not believe what you believe, mm-hmm. then you're better able to have a conversation with them. You know, you come at somebody and you don't understand where they're coming from. They're just going to think you're being a jerk. Right. Because you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, good example. If you go to, I believe it is Japan. It mm-hmm. may be all the Asian countries, but mm-hmm. I know specifically it's Japan. Mm-hmm. If you just take your chopsticks and stick it straight up in your rice, that is a huge offense. Right. Because of some of their religious and cultural beliefs. Right. So they want you to put your chopsticks to the side. But as Americans, we leave our, our silverware in the bowls all the time. Right. Like, it's just, okay, we're setting the fork down. We're going to grab our drink. If you do that there, it's a huge offense. So you have to understand or you're going to do something that offends someone without you realizing it. Right. And in that fence, it's not even, um, some people like, like, well, who cares? You know, we're, we're well, no, it's. You know, there's a difference between the gospel being offending people and then us offending them and close them off to the gospel. Yeah. And so there is something to understand things. And yes, this is a comedic comedy. Uh, Hitchhikers, it's not like this is a discourse on secular culture, but you see clues into mm-hmm. secular culture. And so that's part of the reason why, A, it's interesting for me to watch Hitchhiker's Guide and, 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 um, and listen to it because it does give an interesting look into secular culture. Mm-hmm. Again, granted, this was secular culture 
mindset from the 70s. Yeah. However, there's a lot of prevailing themes within it that we see happening today yeah. in people. But also, it's fun. I mean, it's a funny show. It really legitimately is. So there's a lot of really great jokes, a lot of great comedy. It's actually very, very clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say it's for little kids, maybe teenagers and above, because you have yeah. to be able to think through a few things. Yeah. And you also have to have a sense of British humor. <laughs> <laughs> which, which if your small children do not watch British cartoons, they will not. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. So, but that's really a lot of it, aspect of it. I mean, we really enjoy British comedy. It's a relatively clean British comedy, and it's worth listening to at times. Right. Again, doesn't need to be all the time. No, oh, no. We need to balance out certain things. I think we reference it more than we watch it. Probably. Um, but um, I think, again, there's a balance. Again, we take this pendulum swing in all kinds of directions. Um, but we need... What's that noise? Glicks, what in the world is happening right now? Probability of 3,185,601,035 to 1. We are suddenly on a lift. We appear to be leaving level 42 and are currently heading to level 7. Oh, maybe we'll get to see Ben. Maybe. I mean, he is on level 7. That is, that is the name of his podcast. <laughs> Unannounced to our podcasters, this seemingly ordinary lift is actually the exact lift that a man named Ramon had first created the idea of gathering a group of friends to discuss Japanese animation and have theological discussions from reformed perspective. Whether improbability drives ability to drop our podcasters into this exact lift was predestined, self-willed, or simply random is actually a topic of great debate for theologians in a coffee shop called The Hub. Think we'll find Phil? Oh, maybe we will find Phil. I hope we find Phil. Welcome to level seven. Ah! Phil! Wilson! Oh, man, we just re-entered normality. No! Oh, this but, is about to get fun. But... <laughs> All right, well, here we go. So let's tackle the next question here, which is simply this. Um... Our first exposure to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Celeste, what was your first exposure to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? My first exposure to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was my dad telling me about it. Really? Like, he has read all the books. I'm pretty sure he listened to the radio drama in the 70s. And then he does not care for the new movie. That's... A lot of people (laughs) don't. I think it's because it's so different from the radio drama. Uh-huh. And, like, he doesn't like, he doesn't care for Marvin. He thinks Marvin has too much emotion in his voice. <laughs> like, he thinks that Alan Rickman didn't do it monotone enough. Really? I, th- I want to say that's what he said. It's been a while since we've had a conversation about these books. Uh-huh. But he loves the books. We actually, for one of his birthdays, got him a really nice edition of all of them together bound and it has like the silver stamping and so that was my first exposure was oh my dad likes this right so um i've slowly been been you know acquiring things we've listened to the radio drama recently i read the first book a couple years ago the book is really dry so Mm -hmm. it's really hard to get through right um i think british humor does not translate well into written word (laughs) i don't know maybe so for me, my first exposure to it really was the movie. 
um, I was working at Hollywood Video at the time, and it had just come out and we we're closing. And one of my managers was like, hey, we're going to watch this movie while we close. I'm like, all right, cool. This is a normal thing we did at Hollywood Video. So he plugs it in. And the first thing is, of course, in the movie, of course, is the scene where the dolphins aren't leaving Earth. <laughs> so long and thanks, thanks for, for all, all the, the fish. fish. There's this great, the great musical number. It's awesome. It's so fun. I remember I'm sweeping and I look up and go, what is happening? And I am fascinated. Like this whole thing, like they're going through the story about telling about, you know, about, you know, um, we love all your tiny tots and your, your pregnant women. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? Like it was what so, going on? it was so strange and I loved it. I had to rent it later and watch it to catch everything about it. I've watched it probably four or five times. I watched it probably four or five times in the first few months it came out because there's so many small things to mm-hmm. catch. And over the years, I've watched it several times, obviously, uh, especially after finding other aspects. Yeah. So when I was in college later, uh, I discovered the TV series. And so I watched through the TV series. I was like, wow, this is, there's things that are different. And I'll go back and watch the movie. I go, wow, they're making references to the TV series. So like one of my favorite things that I caught was uh, Marvin, the TV series, it's very blocky style robot. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the movie, he's got the giant head, the giant round head. Head the size of the moon. <laughs> no, his head size of a planet. Oh, head the, the size, size of, of a planet. planet. They send me down to the cargo oh. hold. <laughs> so, but he, um, in the scene where they first bust in to, um, um, into uh, the the, the Vogon offices because they're trying to rush, uh, rescue Trish, or Trillion, as it is, in the line, in the queue, as they say. <laughs> Wait, I've got this. I'm British. British I, know I know how, how to, to queue. queue. <laughs> <laughs> but in the midst of it, uh, there is a silver robot, and that is the original character design for Marvin from the TV series. Nice. And so catching these references, so I'll go back and watch the movie or something when, when I do that. Now, having listened to the radio drama, not quite done. I think I've got about three more episodes left to the radio drama to finish up. I want to go back again and watch the movie and the TV series and see what I've missed yeah. and what's been caught up. Well, one thing I did notice is the intro, because we listened to about 20 minutes of the intro together. Mm-hmm. And then you kept going and I went to work. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I can't I can't do stories while I'm at work. I have to to listen to either music or podcast because I get too in-depth with stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it was, some of it was verbatim from the beginning of the movie. Like the explanation of the Hitchhiker's Guide, mm-hmm. it was verbatim. Right. I was like, dang. Yeah. It's quite interesting because the more that I watched it, again, like I said, the, um, the radio drama is, the sequencing is different from the sequencing in the movie and even in the TV series. But it's because I'm listening to it, I'm going, wait a minute, that's the quote at this scene. And so I'm seeing these things correlate between each other. Again, some portions are very different at different times, but I'm starting to see things come together. It's really pretty cool. And you know me, I love it when you pay homage to original things. Mm-hmm. If you're doing you're doing a remake or you're doing a, um, not necessarily a reboot, but a continuation, but you pay homage to the original stuff. I, I just love it. I appreciate mm-hmm. it so much. So I'm seeing these things. And it makes me appreciate the movie all the more. Again, I know that some of your diehard uh, Hitchhiker Guides fans are pretty mad about it and don't like it. 
but I enjoy it. Wait a minute. Where are we? Why is it why is it so quiet? Do you, is that a radio sound going on? What is happening? Glicks, what is happening? My readings tell me that we are at the beginning of some sort of radio drama. Oh my. An episode of the shadow called A Geek Hunter Grace. Oh dear. Maybe Maybe we should take a commercial break while we go through this episode. And go hide? Maybe. <laughs> and we're going to hide. <laughs> Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? <laughs> the shadow knows. Are you a new business or ministry and need help getting your message out? Are you a budding artist who needs help sharing your passion with the world? Need help creating a social media presence that's impactful and represents who you are, but can't afford to have someone else run it for you all the time? One of my passions is to help people establish a social media presence so they can reach others with a message that encourages and changes lives. Not only do I want to help you create it, but I want to give you the skills so that you can maintain and grow your online presence. I offer a variety of services from graphic design to creating a social media campaign to consultation. If you're interested in my help, email me at geekdevotions at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. All right, Devoted Geeks, we are back at normality. That's Thank goodness. As normal as you get on this ship. Uh, <laughs> it's better than the shadow crazy things happen right all right so since we're talking about the series and some of the stuff that we've enjoyed what is your favorite character in the in the series itself um i have to say that my favorite character is marvin really and the ship marvin and the ship <laughs> <laughs> together because one is so so sad and one is so so happy right like the ship to me they on have the general movie, people skills yeah the <laughs> ship to me and now mind you i'm basing most of this off of the movie because we've seen it more recently and like i said the book was just really dry so it took me a really long time to get through it so mm -hmm. i don't remember a lot from it right um but the ship sounds like the main character from Assassination Classroom. <laughs> Kiro Sensei. Kiro Sensei. Um, it does. It sounds like them. I keep waiting for it to go, silly children, you can't do that, but give me another poison. Let's see what happens. Oh, this is interesting. He's like so excited about Impending Doom. Like with the, in the movie when the, the nu nukes are coming, I'm so excited to inform you guys that Two large nuclear missiles are coming right at us. Thermal nuclear. Yeah, thermal nuclear. <laughs> I'm going to take evasive action, okay, guys? Like, it was just so ridiculous. <laughs> but if you... But Marvin and the ship, because I feel like Marvin is me on most days, but the ship is what I want to be. <laughs> I try to be very, very positive, but it does not always work. Some days but. I'm like, well... Of course you're sending me to the cargo hold. Like, that's just my, my feelings for the day. That's how everything comes across. Right. But I try to be very much more the, oh, look, it's thermal nuclear missiles. <laughs> We're so excited. Take everything with joy. That's uh, the attempt. Right. That, that really is a struggle, honestly. Sometimes. You know, we as Christians, we're, 
we're commanded to to look at everything with joy and you know he, you know with every trial every temptation the scriptures tells us to to consider it pure joy when we go through these things because it's an opportunity for us to grow of course that doesn't mean that we need to be super happy and, <laughs> you know like there's a balance I tell, when i was joking with some of our students once i was like you know it doesn't mean that we need to be all happy and laughing because that people that are like that all the time are probably on drugs probably <laughs> you know but it is taking an opportunity to go you know what life is this is a bad situation right now but i'm counting it as joy because we're gonna make it through the end and we're gonna grow and we're gonna be better by the end of it all i love marvin also he's probably one of my favorite characters though uh but honestly my favorite characters are ford and arthur and it's because it the the dynamic between the two of them ford is like we're doing this come on guys and they're almost ford and arthur are almost the computer and marvin actually if in I had live to think, in live action you know uh, Arthur's like, oh my goodness, this is a bad deal. I can't believe we're doing this, you know. <laughs> I did find it interesting uh-huh. that when we were listening to the radio drama, he was like, here, drink this beer. Eat the peanuts. You're going to need salt and hydration. Right. Like, there was an explanation, not just a, we need a drink. Let's go. Right. Yeah. And so, and you didn't have as much of an explanation. You had small lines. He's like, like in the in the movie, he's like, here, eat these peanuts. He's like, you're going to need the salt. He's like, why and like there's just kind of this awkwardness and eventually explained it but in the radio drama it was much quicker and yeah. i think part of that is simply because in a radio drama you have to explain things yes. you have to get to the point of things uh whereas in a movie you can show it so i think that's part of the reasoning for that but uh but yeah i liked ford and and arthur just their relationship together and and the growth of arthur even going from just kind of the spineless person to someone who well, I mean, he's still not brave, but he's a lot better than he was at the <laughs> beginning. So, uh, Marvin, though, I want to point out some of Marvin that's quite interesting. The uh, he there is something like you just want to hug him. I know, <laughs> you know, in, it's okay, Marvin. <laughs> in the in the radio drama, when they're on the second Earth, um, they're about to get blown up. They're about again. to again, and um, they're shooting at them. And of course, they're on Magothea, actually. Because they're building Earth on Magathria, but um, all of a sudden they get time warped to the to the restaurant at the end of the universe, which has a shielder and Clara. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> but they're at this restaurant at the end of the universe, and of course they think they're dead because they should have been dead. And all of a sudden they get a phone call, and they're like, "There's a, the way it comes." Excuse me, sir. There's a phone call for you. And uh, Zabrox, he's like, "Who's calling me?" Like. I don't even know where we're at. <laughs> so they pick up. It's Marvin. Marvin didn't time warp. He's been on Magrathea all this time. And so he's talking to them. And he's like, he's like, he's like, do you want me to just like, they're, they're having this argument. He goes, would you just rather me put my head in a bucket of water? He's like, <laughs> he's like, what man? What are you going oh, on? He's, Fine. I'll do it. And you hear the splash. He's like, there's like this depressive state of Marvin. You're like, dude, Cheer up. Stop being so sad and depressing. Like, let me give you a hug, robot. It's okay. <laughs> what? What is happening? Uh-oh. What is this pin and pineapple doing in my hands? Why? Why? I just know. BPAP? Why are we dancing? What is happening here? Why is Ryuk suddenly in the room? I 
of a pin. I have an apple. Ooh, apple pin. I have a pin. I have a pineapple. Ooh, pineapple pin. Apple pin. Pineapple pin. Pineapple apple pin. Why is this happening to us? Why is there a Shinigami in the room? An apple, apple, apple pin. pin. That was ridiculous. I don't even like that song. What just what just happened to us just now? At an improbability of 312,890,097.7 to 1, the compulsion to sing Pin Pineapple Apple Pin came upon you. I'm glad I'm partially in another dimension. You people are weird. Thanks. Thanks, Glicks. Appreciate appreciate the love there, Glicks. Can can you just get it fixed? <laughs> She's working on it. All right. Hopefully, hopefully we have no more disturbances from this point forward. So, all right. So let's wrap up this with conversation about our favorite lines. We've been quoting it the entire time. <sighs> now we went to our devoted geek life Facebook group and we asked them for their favorite lines from the movie. I just realized I was I sounded like a door. <laughs> you did sound like a door. <laughs> it was unintentional. <laughs> Alright, so so that's what are some of the let's read some of the things from Devoted Geek Life, which again, if you're not part of Devoted Geek Life, go to Facebook.com and search for Devoted Geek Life. That is the official group page for Geek Devotions. And uh, yeah, take part in our, our discussions we have. We do random polls. We have different things that happen there. and uh, They actually pretty much dictated this entire episode. They did, which we need to explain that, actually. Let's get through this, and then we'll explain it. Okay, we'll explain it. Okay. So the first comment was from Noah Yelverton, and it says, I can only think of 42. 42? 42. That was my favorite part, actually, that scene was a random guy. Like, when Deep Thought goes, the answer is... 42. 42. And everyone's staring, and you hear the guy from the background going, 42! He's going, yes, yes. I've, I've quite thought about this in depth. Right? Well, what's interesting about that, though, is that um, in the radio drama, when they're explaining that scene, so that scene's quite different, um, you have somebody randomly shout out in the midst of everything, kind of in the same, um, and I forgot what the air of uh, area of Britain that accent is, but yelling, 42! Like, and so I'm like, did they, and almost when I heard it, I'm like, do they sample the, that from the movie? They may have. Okay, so Jonathan Gilbert says, so long and thanks for, for all, all the, the fish. fish. That is such a great, great line. Um, you posted up a thing. It's rubbish. I've seen it. It's, <laughs> it's rubbish. rubbish. <laughs> That's Marvin, obviously. Um, somebody posted up a video. Oh, Yes. This is my favorite one. Okay, so it's a it's the YouTube video of the scene where they first land on the ship. They're trying to escape the Volgarns, and they go through the infinite improbability drive. They explain it, and uh, Ford and um, um, Arthur Arthur are on the ship, but they're sofas. Ford, I, I think I'm, I'm a, a sofa. sofa. I know the feeling. feeling. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> All right, Adam Collings. Uh, he says, they hung about the earth exactly the way that bricks don't. Above. They oh, sorry. Above they, the they hung above. Yeah. Okay. Michael Stanlin says, when they try to use the point of view gun on Trillion, she says, it won't affect me. I'm already a woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Our friend ben, ben Avery from Welcome to Level 7 and, obviously, Strangers Aliens. He says, time is an illusion. 
lunchtime, doubly, doubly so. Which I agree. That's a fantastic <laughs> line. Uh, he also posted up, again, another one of my favorite lines. The ball petunias in the well sequence is amazing as well, especially when later Adams explains the significance to, oh, no, not again. Oh. I've yet to get to the point where he explains that. So oh. I'm quite curious about it. I need to know. Right. Hank Harwell says, The Encyclopedia Galactica defines a robot as a mechanical apparatus designed to do the work of a man. The marketing division of Sirius Cybernetics Corporation defines a robot as your plastic pal who's fun to be with. Which was actually, I, I heard that line the other day and I, I had a laugh at it because it's, it was in direct reference to um, Marvin. Nice. Now, oh, he, he put the whole thing. Sweet. Oh, yeah. All right, so this is this is not in the movie. This it's was in the radio. It was in the radio drama. It's probably in the book somewhere. But this was actually a really fun. Like I, I'm weed eating my mom's yard, and I'm laughing as I'm listening to this. And looking crazy to the neighbors. <laughs> the Hitchhiker's Travel Guide describes the marketing department of the Serious Cybernetic Corporation as a bunch of mindless jerks who will be the first against the wall when the revolution comes. <laughs> Curiously, an edition of the Encyclopedia Galactica, which conveniently fell through a rift in the time-space continuum from 1,000 years in the future, describes the marketing department of the Sirius Cybernetics Corporation as a bunch of mindless jerks who were the first against the wall when the revolution came. <laughs> Michael Morjohn says, thanks for all the fish. <laughs> I know one of my favorite ones was actually when uh, they had gone through improbability drive. And they all came out as yarn. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, Earth, oh, he's about to be sick. He goes, hey, watch it, Earth, man. And <laughs> he throws up all the yarn and everything. And then it goes back to normality. And right. he's still throwing up yarn. <laughs> like he's well, picking it out of his teeth. Right. So cool thing about that scene is uh, when we were listening to a radio drama earlier today before recording, uh, when they escape from a uh, from the, the restaurant at the end of the universe... They've stolen somebody's ship. And it's uh, the way they're describing it, everything is black on top of black on top of black. So you can't tell what you're doing. And Arthur goes, oh, I'm thinking I'm going to be sick. <laughs> and Zabrox actually goes, go ahead and do it. This thing could use a bit of color. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, my goodness. So, all right. So those are some of our favorite lines. Those are some of the favorite lines from them. Celeste, do you have a favorite line? I think the sofa scene is my favorite. Okay. Although pretty much anything Marvin says. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, before we go into our outro, I want to explain to you how you guys helped us this week. Uh, earlier this week, Celeste and I posted up a rather odd poll. poll and um, some of our friends, like Paul. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Paul. <laughs> frustratingly did not answer until we... Twisted his arm. Begged and pleaded and posted <laughs> gifts of puppies begging. Um, so what were the questions that we asked people? We asked A or B, one, two, or three, red or blue, and then apple, pineapple, and pen. Right. Which everyone looked at and was like, what? what? <laughs> so... The reason why we ask these questions, we know it's random, is each question was linked to a different answer. Mm -hmm. We didn't want you guys to know what it was. And I had worked out this rather strange algorithm. And depending on your answers, dictated how our improbability drive worked today. 
<laughs> there were several options. <laughs> several options. That's here. Like some of the ones that didn't get done was um, the Squatty Potty commercial in Spanish. Yes. Uh, singing Disney songs. Um, Having Glicks drop a beat. Yeah. <laughs> what else was happening? Um, um, read off the intro to Into Star Trek. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would have been fun. And, and then we also had um, Glicks singing Pin Pineapple Apple Pin. So Which there would have been intriguing. <laughs> it was. So uh, thanks guys for taking part in that poll. We do appreciate it. If you're not part of Devoted Geek Life, check it out. Uh, just go to Facebook and search for Devoted Geek Life. And also check out our regular Facebook page. Uh, just look for Geek Devotions. Now, for those of you who listen to the podcast but are not on our Facebook page, we made an announcement uh, Tuesday mm. that ComTalk is now going to be bi-weekly. Right. You will get bi-monthly. Bi-monthly? Bi-weekly? I don't know. I think it's bi-weekly. Twice a month. Twice a month. It, when it's your paycheck, it's bi-weekly. Every two weeks. Every two weeks. <laughs> We're gonna. Every two weeks, you are going to get a podcast. Um, we made this decision partially because we needed to get some regularity into, ironically. <laughs> normality. We needed, we needed to reset to normality <laughs> with the podcast. And every week is just really difficult for us to do for some reason. Right. And so... We want to provide consistent quality content. So if we have two weeks to plan it, then we have more time to get it done, do it, record it, and get it up on time for you. Right. And that's really what we want to do, guys. We want to, put, we want to give you guys some consistency. So uh, let us know what you thought about this episode, obviously. Uh, what do you think about this whole thing with Glicks and the Improbability Drive and all that good stuff? And um, yeah. So with that being said... Let's uh let's kick it into our outro. Thank you so much for taking time to enjoy this podcast episode. If you loved this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. It also makes our podcasters feel good on the inside. If you listen to this podcast on YouTube, please leave a comment and consider subscribing to Geek Devotions. Again, This will make our podcasters feel good. Throughout this podcast, we shamelessly plugged other podcasts such as Retro Rewind Podcast, Victims, and Villains, Welcome to Level 7, Reformed Anime Hub, and Geeks Under Grace. Do us a favor and go and subscribe to their podcasts and channels. It'll make them feel good on the inside. Until next Sunday, stay devoted. Peace and love.